0: We don't want to wait. You're Steph. I'm Stephanie. And you're Robin. And
1: I'm Robin. <laughs> uh, we are here to discuss. Can you remember the episodes? Yes, because I'm looking at them.
0: Slumber. <laughs> Perry. Relic and magnetic.
1: But first, I have to talk to you about two Smallville-related activities for uh, <laughs> not really activities. Uh two two small related uh things uh that happened this week for me. Uh number one, what? I went to see Superman the movie in the theater. It finally happened and it was amazing. <laughs> oh. And uh you know, you can tell right away, you know, I really get, being that I'm watching Smallville again. Um, uh-huh. I was really focused on the Smallville section of the movie, and uh-huh. really between Smallville and, uh, like Brando says, Krypton, um, it's like it's like fifty minutes of the movie. Like you, what? Chris, Christopher Reeve does not show up until like an hour into this into this film. Really, <laughs> it's really that's, funny.
0: That's so weird. Yeah. See, I, did Did you see it in the theater back in the day?
1: No, no. I was I was three. Oh, um, I did.
0: I remember I remember oh, you did? Superman. Yeah. Wow.
1: You're old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'd, I'd never seen it. So I was so excited. And uh, like I said, uh, I paid big attention to the Smallville scenes. And the big thing you could realize like straight off the bat is uh, like Kansas looks like Kansas. Like – I'm pretty sure they filmed in Kansas Or at least in the Midwest Because it is all flat Whereas mm-hmm. in Smallville They do their best to cover up The fact that they're in Vancouver But it looks so different I mean, it's just such Like the Dixie Chicks say It's such a It's such a, a Goodbye or wide open
0: space. Just kidding.
1: That's <laughs> yes, wide open space. I was waiting for you to say something. Uh yeah. It's it, and it's just as far as you can see. It, it like there's a scene at the school and he's, you know, getting berated at the school and of course there's Lana there, you know. Um, and it's uh, just all behind the school is just nothingness. It's just like you know, just just miles and miles to see. But anyway, I don't know that that really struck me, but just again Christopher Reeve so awesome. And I I, I was just thinking to myself like he had only like an hour and 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> you know, the movie's wow. like 2 hours and 20 minutes, I'd say. Um so maybe when he went with this somewhere in time cast to watch it, he's like, "Hold on, I'm I'm in this eventually." Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting. They had a, uh, a another kid p- play young Clark Kent, but I do believe uh, Christopher Reeve like dubs in his voice. Hmm. So it's it's kind of weird at parts, but
0: and he has the mop top.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Tom Welling has.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, I have to mention is uh, hopefully you saw it too. Season premiere of Lucifer.
0: I saw the first 15 minutes of the season premiere of Lucifer. Luf, Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer.
1: Yeah. And then you I, turned I, it I, off here <laughs> like I'm done.
0: No, I was like I'm so tired. I've got to go to bed. Oh okay.
1: <laughs> it. Did you see his no. great tomness's appearance yet? No.
0: Ah. No? Uh, no. I'll go watch it as soon as we get finished here.
1: Oh, he's awesome.
0: I y- well, one- good? I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see Like, what this character is all about.
1: I read a review about the first episode from the A.V. Club, and it's clearly, like, the A.V. Club reviewer is a fan of Lucifer and thinks it's, like, a, you know, a missed gem that really came into its own in the second season. And I I kind of agree. You know, it's kind of silly at times. And she was talking about how, like, Tom Welling coming in. You would think that that character is just Because like the cast is just All lunatics (laughs) at this point they're all Like weird you all have like weird Things going on with them And there's nobody stopping and going Okay so Wait a second so you're Actually your name is Lucifer Morningstar And we've got the The Christian bubbly uh, Forensic uh, Examiner or whatever and Uh,
0: The sister from From uh not the uh, the uh the girl that was the sister of one of the police officers in Dexter.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The babysitter. <laughs> she the babysitter. That's Jamie. The, yes, Jamie. She played Jamie. That's right. Yeah, she's real cute. Yeah, and she's great in that show. And there you know, and then we've got we've got Stoic Angel, we've got Bounty Hunter Demon, we've and even um uh, what's his face from True Blood. Like at first he was the straight guy, you know, and he was like Mm -hmm. seeing all the – but now he is like officially part of the lunacy. Even though he doesn't know everything, he's still like lets things slide. Uh, Tom Welling is great because he's just like – he like whatever's everybody. (laughs) He's just like not impressed with any of it and it's good to see him and uh, Tom Ellis uh, square off in this episode. One thing I do have to mention though, his voice, it's like gone. I don't know if he was having a bad – day or he partied all night the night before filming some of these scenes, but his voice is really scratchy. Huh. Like I didn't even notice it during the Michael Rosenbaum interview. But uh yeah, You I, did I, or didn't I didn't. I didn't recognize I didn't I didn't hear how scratchy his voice was, but it was really I'm like, Tom, take a drink of water buddy.
0: <laughs> huh.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Could, he's
0: got allergies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, he has quite an entrance. They have the, they have the, uh, you know, because it's like a, you know, a Fox show. They have to do the over the top like guitar entrance, and he's walking down, and the and the camera pans from his feet to his face. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, stop Willing.
0: Oh, don't spoil <laughs> me. I don't want to know.
1: Anyway, he dies. Uh, it's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, check it out. I don't know. It's fun. Lucifer is like just this show, you know. <laughs> That's pretty much all I can say about it. <laughs> um, and there's some also some other TV news. Unless you have anything that uh, Smallville related that happened to you this week that you want to share, <laughs> I can't I, I, think of anything. There's some TV news that happened uh, while uh, these episodes were airing. Um, on the uh, slumber uh, came out on October 22nd, 2003. October 23rd There was an episode of Will and Grace Uh Where in the episode Jack, did you watch this show before? Will and Grace? No,
0: it's Me either. not the only television show I, I didn't watch
1: Yeah, I, I A lot of those a lot of those Thursday night comedies I'd check in and then immediately check out <laughs> Like after like Cheers is over, I was just not interested <laughs> Um but uh, Will and Grace, which is funny because it's being revived right now, um, in the episode that aired that day, Jack makes a brief comment on, about it being Smallville night. It's Smallville night. It's Smallville night. And uh, Will, Grace, and Jack are discussing Smallville as the intro by Remy Zero plays on Will's television set. Uh, Will asks Grace What is it about Smallville that lets me get in touch With my girlish side and my inner Superman at the same time And she comments, it's the writing <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if that was a laugh line Or what, but uh, That was in my trivia So, Smallville's everywhere So do you want to talk about that week's episode Slumber The, the yeah. first episode of Buffy In Smallville <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so funny. You know, last week I was telling you about how I used to have these dreams where something was after me, and I I would tell people, I'm like, it's coming, it's coming, something's after me, and I was so scared, and, like, nobody would listen to me. This is is my dream! Was it the
1: traveler that was
0: coming after you? I guess it was! I guess it was the traveler that was coming after me, and nobody would listen to me.
1: This villain looks, like, in the dreams, it looks a lot like, uh, did you ever see The Village? Yeah So it looks like the the creature in the village Or the the quote unquote creature
0: (laughs) When was the village? Wasn't that like
1: 99? No, no, I think that was like 2008 Oh, really? Yeah The village? 08? When did the village come out, Siri? It's a blank expression she's giving me right now I have no idea No, 04 it was 04?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, my phone's not listening to me, so whatever. <laughs> We're not talking, Siri. Uh, so that was a year after. So what you're saying is M. Night Shyamalan, uh, Shyamalan um, watched the slumber and was like, I like that creature.
0: Puss. I they could have <laughs> had the same uh, p- uh, Art designer I don't know
1: Sure I wonder uh, if our audience would care if we like started just cross-referencing The crew members <laughs> on IMDb As, we, as we, <laughs> we recorded Hold up, everybody do, 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 do. No.
0: Or maybe <laughs> it's just a common Reaper uh, You know, like the Grim Reaper Like, the, like yeah. it's a knockoff Of uh, What's the, what's the movie with Max von Sydow?
1: Oh, the Seventh Seal.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what they were going for, and
1: they both. That's true, and that. Well, I was just gonna say, well, that's not a red robe, but I don't know because uh, that was black and white. (laughs) So anyway.
0: So anyway, this is the one where.
1: Oh, uh, the one where Clark is stuck in someone's nightmares, or in the Buffy episode, nightmares. Yes (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. This is the one. It's just like that episode, nightmares from Buffy.
1: This is a this is a different episode of Smallville because you know we we've never had Clark going inside somebody's dreams, and uh, and it's clear this is a this is a kind of like a Buffy writer putting his own little touch on Smallville, and maybe that's what they asked of him at first. This is a. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is the first of only three episodes for Drew. He doesn't do any more, um, but he's like the executive. He's one of the executive story editors for the entire season. So, I, I will say that the next two are much better. Even though I did enjoy this one.
0: Um, oh yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. You know what I loved? <laughs> uh, go for it. <laughs> I love when. Okay, we have to have. It's just mandatory that we have the scene with Lex. You know, talking about some kind of historical event mm-hmm. or some kind of literature or some kind, you know, and he yeah. has that katana and, and, uh, the, you know, he, <laughs> the
1: Yeah, the whole history lesson there.
0: Yeah, and then he, and then, and that's how he learns about that, like, that's Clark's. Nightmare his, his worst nightmare Is that uh, Lex finds out That he's that He's been keeping A secret from him And then it, We come back later And we have that scene again And that's not what it, It's just a prop
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs> It's not a real <laughs> sword It's like a Kurosawa prop Which is yeah. still like he's
0: also Yes yeah, From Th- Throne of Blood We just watched that The other day
1: You've so- seen Throne of Blood? Yeah I haven't seen yeah. that
0: one Yeah Me and my husband We were watching it You know it's uh it's based on Macbeth. Oh, nice. And we're watching it, and Edward was like, I was like, this is so good, isn't it? And he was like, yeah, this is so cool. And then the witches show up, and he was like, well, it was good until those witches. I said, well, it's Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't leave the witches out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh I don't know. Well oh, never mind. I can't say anything. <laughs> what? Uh, I can't say anything. Um All right. Well, I did want to ask you. Uh like, how far into this episode did you get before you realized, oh, this is a dream? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, we were, Me and Morgan, we were speculating from the very beginning. Oh, yeah? When him, yes. When Clark and, uh, I think it was when Lana agreed to go skinny dipping. Really? We were like, oh, this is a dream. Yeah. But, but we she had a shirt. pink
1: shirt over a pink bra. So you had well, to realize that was real Lana, right?
0: <laughs> yes, but but we were still we we still weren't sure. We were just guessing. Uh
1: huh. Yes. So we go from that to the girl being drugged into the drags into the ground, and Clark just like you know, WTF? And we get save me. But then it's like we're back at the farm, and Clark's like, Oh yeah, I X-rayed. I dug a bunch of holes. I couldn't find her, and uh, uh, his parents are more concerned about like oh my gosh, you guys, like like uh, you're hanging out with Lana? <laughs> Rather than, oh my god, a girl, a horrific murder might have happened. And then Jonathan's like, hey, kid, I got something for you. And brought to you by Ford is uh, a brand new truck for Clark.
0: Yeah, a 16-year-old <laughs> boy's dream, yeah. I, I forgot. The... Oh, go ahead. You forgot, you forgot what?
1: Oh, I forgot it was a dream. So all this time I have all these notes like, what oh. is going on with this episode? This is terrible. Like, oh, no. Clark wouldn't just tr- forget.
0: Yeah, when I got <laughs> About- to the truck, that's when I was like, oh, this is a dream. Because like, like, wh- <laughs> wh- we're yeah. going back and forth between what is his worst nightmare and what does he not want to be true and what would a 16-year-old boy just – what would be their dream? <laughs> the their dream would be to go skinny dipping with Lana. The dream yeah. would be to get this awesome 4x4 Ford truck.
1: Yeah, you know, and and we go into the school, and, and I just, I guess, I guess I was convinced by how committed they were to this dream on being like almost the entire like first, like I think it was the entire first act. Yeah, because we go to yeah.
0: school. I know I was so into it that okay, halfway through it, when he falls asleep at the wheel and yeah. wrecks the old truck, I was like, wait a minute, what happened to the new truck? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. That doesn't
1: exist. I went, you know, after he woke up that first time, I went back and I was like, wait a second. Like, every single bit that I've seen so far has been a dream. And yeah, like, even when Chloe retires the Wall of Weird, I, I was like, okay, that, that makes sense because the Wall of Weird was getting people killed in extinction. So that totally uh-huh. makes sense. And then there's the whole fact that Clark miss, miss, uh, missed a history exam and Pete's all upset with him. Like, that makes sense in the real world, but it's also like, oh, this is obvious dream stuff right here.
0: Yeah, People it's are obvious acting weird. Clark's worst worst nightmare that he
1: would miss a test. Yeah.
0: That he wouldn't do well on a test,
1: yeah. See, I was thinking, oh, this is a girl that's like dreaming and she's somehow astral projecting and oh my gosh, it's like affecting Clark in real life. Um and the traveler's there and nobody can see the traveler but he and the girl and yeah, and when he wakes up in the loft, I was like Oh, well, I totally forgot. Uh, Tom Welling actually says, you think, wait a minute, did I miss a whole season? <laughs> uh, Algo said, "One. Of, it's one of those episodes where you swing for the fences, little out there even for us, definite tilt into fantasy land. Ah. Uh, people either really liked it or they hated it. People had an opinion rather than just saying it was okay. <laughs> uh, Tom Welling. I loved
0: it. I loved it because it was... It was so familiar.
1: Uh, Tom says slumber may not really touch on big story arcs for Clark, but anytime you touch on those arcs between Lex and Clark, I think they make the most interesting episodes. You know that this is setting something up, which is going to be huge at some point years down the line. Um, and Michael Rosenbaum said he enjoyed the opportunity to go overboard. Lex would be devastated if he found out Clark was lying to him all this time. Yeah,
0: that was a great scene.
1: So that scene in, for, in itself, I was just like, oh. You know, um, and I think it was right there. You know, I, I I had to have thought it was a dream at that point because uh, you know he's like I'm going to tell the world, and you know it's either he's going to get knocked out or convinced of something or something's going to happen for him to forget. But no, it's a dream. So um, Sarah Conroy, played by Catherine Isabel. Oh, I had to look her up because I was like, she's so familiar. <laughs> yeah.
0: She was in Hannibal Being human
1: Insomnia Disturbing behavior As covered previously on this podcast Ginger Snaps I should say for horror fans I still have not seen that movie I think I might watch it this October Um, But uh, most importantly She is the daughter of Smallville production designer Graham Murray
0: I did not know that
1: uh, I I said his name that way Because her, her last name is actually Murray Um So she changed it, like some of her earliest build stuff. She's her. She's like Catherine Murray or something, like that. Anyway, we've been talking a lot about this. We haven't actually mentioned one of the big, big, big parts of this that you really liked. Siri, did you want to comment? Sorry, be quiet. Do what now? (laughs) What big,
0: big parts?
1: Well, Ken Horton said he wanted to do an episode with the music of just one band. And oh, yeah He asked the WB And uh, found out that R.E.M. was about to release A Greatest Hits album Also put out by Warner Brothers, of course uh, And, uh, yeah So this episode is all R.E.M. music So you, Yeah, you but like, like that? the
0: second song I was like, oh, this is the one Where it's just one band And, <laughs> and then I was like, it's not just a band It's R.E.M. <laughs> it's the greatest band It's the best <laughs> band ever
1: Yep <Yeah. laughs> And uh, I don't know if you remember But R.E.M. does do a cover of the song I Am Superman Yeah Uh, And and I wrote down two on the nose And then I looked up the song And it turns out that that song was featured In an episode of Lois and Clark (laughs) (laughs) So um, So what did you think of that deleted scene That I sent you from this episode?
0: Uh, That was something (laughs)
1: Uh I should we should tell the audience. Uh yeah, okay. was that
0: really Tom Welling's butt or was that Tom Welling's body double's butt?
1: I, the I've seen it, it was say it's Tom Wellings. That it's Tom Welling, yeah. Uh Kristen had a body double for her. <laughs> but uh apparently Tom Welling must have Yeah. If you look on YouTube folks for deleted scene for slumber, uh Tom Welling bears all Or, or most of all uh, He seemed to bear all for everybody There when he's jumping off the pier To go skinny dipping I think
0: um, he's got a sock I think you can see the sock
1: I wasn't looking I, was, my, I, I turned <laughs> I was red looking. I covered my eyes <laughs> Alright anything else about slumber
0: uh, I don't think so Yeah I mean there's not really I don't know not really much to talk about Uh, Um,
1: Oh there's an interesting thing we find out In Perry about the The sun giving him power And it's actually hinted In this episode Um Clark is powerless In Sarah's dreams Um and you'll notice That uh the traveler Rises from the lake Uh the storm clouds come out And Clark gets thrown by the traveler And Sarah finally stands up To him on the beach and she makes the sun appear. And then suddenly, Clark can blast him with his uh, heat vision. Oh. So it's almost hinted right there that Clark gets his powers from the sun. So that's all, all, the, all the time I've been talking about. Clark finds out a bit about his physiology. And it's, it's more apparent in the next episode, but yeah. Clark is a solar battery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, right.
0: I was wondering if, Like I knew that because You know, Morgan is like a Walking DC comic oh, yeah. encyclopedia And so I knew that But I didn't know if it would be Canon in the show
1: Yeah, it's one of those things Where you're like, duh From like years of like, you know Watching Superman movies or maybe reading comics Or maybe seeing cartoons or just Whatever, just know it's just one of those things you know but then you go oh wait that actually hasn't been explained on the show yet so
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um best needle drops rem imitation of life rem everybody hurts rem losing my religion rem the greatest song ever losing my religion
0: that is my favorite song ever oh wow
1: i do a mean everybody hurts at karaoke and i mean mean because it hurts everybody's ears and i say everybody hurts now <laughs> from my singing anyway r e m at my most beautiful that's that's it so five five new songs for the uh playlist this week and it's all r e m let's talk about perry maybe it'll be less scatterbrained and it'll be less edit points
0: <laughs> okay perry perry i need okay did you know that i knew that michael McKeon was going to play perry no uh what no i didn't yes know. somebody Save I won't me. tell you who. Somebody.
1: I'm gonna take this MFR down. Tim. Tim? Super Tim?
0: No, not Super Tim. Tim Mine De De Debe- Beers.
1: <laughs> blame De Beers? Uh
0: Tim it's it's uh he he Oh, uh, oh, oh
1: yes, Tim Tim uh, I Zombie fan blame yeah, fan, that, Tim, yes.
0: That Tim. Hello if you're yeah, listening, he, sorry. <laughs> he mentioned uh the Michael McC- be- yeah, something was mentioned the other day about Michael McKeon. and uh, he was like, "Oh, Perry White from Smallville," and I was like, oh, "What?" I'm not gonna tell Robin you told me, but I mean, it's great casting.
1: So and awesome,
0: it, and it makes perfect sense now that I knew that he's married to Annette O'Toole. Right, but yeah, he looks terrible. You know, with that he's got that scruffy beard, and his his uh-huh. eyebrows are all. Wiry and he looks like he's, you know, been on a bender.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, he's great. He's great. (laughs) Jinx. Um, Tom Welling said, he just was Perry, more than anyone else I've seen. You can't see the acting, you just see this character. And they said, and he mentions that um, he was already family because he's married to Annette O'Toole. This isn't the first time Michael McKean's played Perry White. Uh, He played the role. Yeah, he played the role in a Saturday Night Live sketch called The Night Stalker back in 1995. So I went looking on that for YouTube, but of course, you know, all the SNL stuff is behind NBC Locking Key. And I didn't see anything like that. So it's out there somewhere The Night Stalker from 1995. Um, hmm. Speaking of The Night Stalker. Um, There was... I'm making this connection because there's Kolchak, the Night Stalker, and he's gone Uh after vampires in the past. The writer of this episode, Mark Fairheiden, at this time was tapped to write a Dark Shadows pilot for the WB. Uh. So I guess that didn't really go anywhere. Um, And the director of this episode is Geno Swark. I think I pronounced that correct. He is... The director of Jaws two, somewhere. Huh. In, what? Yeah, somewhere in time. Jaws 2? Yeah, there was a sequel. You knew this, right?
0: Oh no, I knew there was a sequel. <laughs> yeah. But I just mean, you know, it mean, like it's surprising when a feature film director yeah. comes back to TV. But when somebody directs like J- which Jaws two isn't Jaws.
1: But it's the closest to Jaws I think since Jaws. Like yeah. a- after that, it's it gets worse and worse. Uh, at least that one still has Roy Scheider in it. So um, somewhere in time, he directed with Chris Reeve. Oh, wow. He also directed Santa Claus the Movie with Dudley Moore, and the feature film Supergirl. He is the director of that. So hmm. uh, so. Is pretty awesome They have the director of Supergirl directing And he he actually directs like 13 more episodes Of Smallville He's a guy they go back to a lot And uh, he's directed a lot of TV actually If you look at his IMDb Don't look at it right now Uh, I'm not going to spell out Geno's work for you (laughs) (laughs) I found it All right. well as long as Siri doesn't start talking about it Um Okay, so Mark Verheiden, and the writer said Perry is one of our later episodes and this is something we needed after the heaviness of the season openers, followed by extinction and slumber. He said this yeah. is this is kinda like heat, but he thinks this is even funnier.
0: And he- yeah, and I like how they explained how Perry White would come to Smallville. <laughs> like he worked for the Daily Planet and he's fell from great you know, he's going through this uh, Bad time in his life
1: Because of and, Lionel He tried to dig yeah. into the Luther family And he got screwed by it And that was a good lesson for Chloe Yeah um, And
0: then you know that he, he gets out of this And he goes Back to the Daily Planet
1: Spoilers
0: Well um, I mean I assume you don't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist To figure this out Yes But uh, uh, he, he, he works for the X. Ex- Styles
1: X Styles a paranormal news program, which is pretty cool because just a couple of years before this episode, uh, he was—he's one of the guest stars for the X Files. He—he was—he did the body switching episode, Dreamland, where he switches places with David Duchovny. It's great. It's so awesome. The mirror scene alone. Um. <laughs> Uh let's see what else. Uh, wait Claire... wait,
0: you gotta do your this is the one where.
1: Oh shoot. This is the one where Clark meets his future boss, I wrote
0: <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Yeah. Clark meets his future boss.
1: <laughs> and uh yeah, there's some great stuff in here. Um I like where he says,
0: "Oh dad, he probably doesn't, doesn't even remember my name." Clark. <laughs> <laughs> There was a there was a part where uh, where Clark is trying to downplay the fact that he works for the for the uh, torch and and so Perry White rip you know whips out this article that he wrote. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm riveted. I'm sure or something like that. Just the way he delivered the line, it was hilarious. Like,
1: yeah, it was, it was like was this, a, and it was like a piece about like uh, the cafeteria getting new tables or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good It's like oh gosh this is like The inspiration here you know This is uh we find out Like Al- Algo said We answer two two questions from Superman's Mythology in this episode uh, Why did Perry White hire Clark Kent And uh, where does Superman get his powers From So um,
0: Kansasians,
1: Kansasians. <laughs> <laughs> Oh did you notice the bartender
0: Oh, is he a Cylon? No, he's not uh, a Cylon He's from iZombie, he's the reporter from iZombie <laughs>
1: Yep Yep And uh, I just love this whole Thing with Clark Where the the sunspots are happening And his powers are in overdrive And then disappearing So
0: Yeah, and and <laughs> Tom Welling running He's trying <laughs> to run and he's just like uh, uh, Ugh <laughs> He can't do it you gotta run. And <laughs> then uh and then Pete's like popping <laughs> <Yep. carry> you. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. It I thought this was a hilarious episode.
1: Oh, and it had two of my favorite Clark Ken activities. We had fence building and hay bailing. <laughs> so I love those. Uh we also And then m- tractor throwing. <laughs> oh god, tractor throwing. <laughs> when that tractor lands by <laughs> Perry, just I don't know, Michael McKean. Killed it. Yep. Also, uh, we get a. I don't know if you know Perry. Do you know Perry White's famous line from Superman? Uh, no. Don't call See, me I Chief. Get... Oh. Sheriff Adams actually says that to Perry oh. when Perry's like, okay, Chief. She's like, don't call me Chief. That was a.
0: See, I get Perry White and.
1: <laughs> J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson?
0: Yeah, yeah. I get those two confused. Especially since there's been so many J. Jonas Jamesons lately.
1: Yeah. Um so what else? We have Doctor Foster finally showing up and um, she's doing some therapy with Lex.
0: Is she a Cylon? She's not a
1: Cylon, but She was on BSG.
0: Yeah, she, she's like one of
1: those Vancouver people that you see in everything.
0: Yeah, she's like did you know three she,
1: episodes of the X Files.
0: Did you know she's passed away Oh no She died in 09 at 51 of throat cancer Oh That sucks but yeah, yeah she's been in a lot of things uh-huh. that, we've, that we've watched that we know yeah. She had 134 credits On IMDb that's a lot
1: Yep I just wrote that next Files, BSG But uh, she's playing another uh, Famous DC character uh, Not really famous but Dr. Foster is, uh, in the comics, Superman psychiatrist, like, <laughs> ah. it's like the, the Sopranos, you know, Superman sits down and <laughs> goes over all this stuff. Uh, there's a, and it also is a, there's a little bit of a crossover with the comics. Um, as Lex, you see, Lex is not really revealing much to Dr. Foster in these scenes. Um, in uh, Smallville issue number six in the in this in the story ID uh, he, when he's talking to dr. Foster he's thinking of his time on the island and uh, his hallucination of Lewis Leary and the hallucination doesn't stop after he murders him on the beach like Lewis shows up in the fishing boat that rescues him at the dock and uh, in his limo on the way to the airport and he's just constantly like goading him and like telling him like we're gonna get back at Lionel and Helen. You know, it's one of them so we might have to kill both of them, you know, we're gonna make them pay. And uh Lex makes a huge scene at the airport, like strangling Lewis up against a wall <laughs> and that and it's like, you're not coming back with me. And uh that's how it ends.
0: <laughs> so it's like it gets darker and darker.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah. We got Lex in therapy Um,
0: I don't care, I'll watch him do anything (laughs) I don't care if it's (laughs) therapy
1: Uh, So uh, We also have the wild coyote Showing up in this episode again Um, I like how uh, Jeannot Swark (laughs) Filmed the scene where uh, Lex shows up at the Wild coyote and he's got the silhouette As he's coming in because it's so bright outside As compared to the dark bar to kick Perry out, and he just looks so villainous, you know, from the mm. silhouette. He's a, he's a scary guy. But uh, Perry is a little bit uh, forward with Lana, and so Lana looks for um, Lex's help because Clark is uh, always given the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. I watched these episodes so long ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what happened? Oh, um, what'd you think about the whole? Scene at the end where Perry is so sure that Clark Has powers he's willing to prove it by
0: Oh yeah gorge. I was so scared
1: uh-huh. Like
0: like Just like when The guy was making the kryptonite Bullets I was like oh no Clark could really get hurt
1: <laughs> This is another Superman reference to the movies I don't know if you remember Superman 2 But there's a scene where Lois is so sure That Clark is Superman that she throws herself Into Niagara Falls Oh yeah (laughs) And actually in the Richard Donner cut um, That You know that got edited out of the final Product uh, Lois actually throws Herself out a window (laughs) Of of like the Daily Planet Uh, So Yep But I bet
0: the uh, I bet the production Crew built that platform Like that platform looked so nice and new said <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: they had just made that Yep That was a nice rescue um, Let's see Oh we have Lana having some sort of Okay this, this was weird to me So Lana says like Perry dredged up some old memories So this causes her to go visit her parents grave again She said she hadn't for months And she says They wouldn't want me to keep going back and then I told him that someone else is in my life now, and I hope we work it out, Clark. It's like, oh, that's creepy, Lana.
0: Yeah, <laughs> replace my dead parents. <laughs> it is, but I see where they're go- they're tr- they're trying to show that in these episodes, Lana is still making herself available for Clark to reach out to, Mhm. even because th- she is. I think maybe it's in Relic where she decides t- to give up.
1: Uh, I think it might have been in Magnetic.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, in the, yeah, in a couple of these episodes, she's still like, s- she's having to say to Clark, I'm here, I'm waiting for you. Right. And then Clark <laughs> just does what he always does, which is nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: and then she Very has frustrating. To
1: give up on him. Yeah. Very frustrating. Because um, he's a chump. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, you know, he's, a, he's kind of a doof because it's I don't know, you know, this is the reason we have to keep talking about it because he's not telling Lana and why is that because um he thinks that he's putting her in danger. So I don't know, it's just when it, when it's like every week she's in danger anyway. Why don't you at least like go You know what If you're ever in trouble you call me and I will be there In like well probably like three seconds (laughs) You know Yeah Uh, I I just think that would keep her out of danger More than her not knowing And not realizing that If she calls Clark or just Screams Clark's name Like what was it in
0: That was in Magnetic
1: How about in Slumber where she's like knocked out in the truck about he's about to blow up the truck and Clark like telescope visions through the forest yeah. to find her which is not yet been acknowledged as an actual power like he's got x-ray vision but he can't he he's never like said oh i can zoom in on people uh-huh that's that's telescopic vision that's that's different
0: I know, uh, I was like, oh no, not the Jeep Liberty She just got
1: it She can't be carless again Uh, So Anyway We have a nice ending, I love the ending with the bus stop And Perry's like Cracking on Clark's uh, humbleness And his goodness and says he's on the wagon He's off to work at the Daily Planet again And says there's hope In journalism for Clark and shakes hands with him And I wanted to be like, ow, like for him to pretend like, ow, uh, remember I have rope burn on those hands? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you got anything else to say about Perry? Great episode.
0: Great episode.
1: Best needle drops in this episode, none. None? There's a lot of country music in Mm. this episode, including a, I think a Lone Star doing a cover of Walking (gasps) Uh, in Memphis. Yes. No.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree.
1: I, I only listen to Cher's version of Walking in Mef- Memphis. And uh, if you don't understand that, folks, uh, please watch the X Files episode Postmodern Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> and then you will get it.
0: Yeah, and then Toby Keith. I love this book. Oh, Ugh. Ugh. And Blue by Leanne Rimes. I mean Ugh. Really? No. Yeah, I hate country music. I agree. <laughs> Relic. Relic. Alright, this was a huge episode.
1: Yep. This is the one where Clark learns that Jorel visited Smallville forty years ago.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that does seem very uh contrived. Like, shall we oh, just we you know how convenient Ja's been here before <laughs> Jarrell was Jarrell wrote on the caves Jarrell was here
1: uh-huh um shall we mention right here that this is what something our our listener Ray had a problem with. he said this was this episode was super lame because he didn't he didn't buy that um, I
0: mean, I buy it yeah. <laughs> And I don't think it's lame. Like I think, like I've seen episodes like this in other shows that didn't work. Uh-huh. This worked for me. It did. Yeah. For the mostly, it did. It did. <laughs> yeah. it, it did. Uh, the only part I, you know, I can see that you know, like, oh, we're three, three seasons. In season three, we find out Jor came to Earth, and but there is kind of this theme of being forced to do something by your father because right Clark's being forced by Jarrell to do certain things Jarrell was forced by his father and Louise was pushed into marriage
1: by to, her father
0: to dexter by her yep. father yep yeah so okay and
1: but, uh something going on with Lionel and his father <laughs>
0: yeah which
1: is <laughs> I don't quite understand. You know, uh, one thing that Ray wasn't a fan of is the fact that I think Tom Welling and Kristen Crook played Jurel and Louise McCallum. Um, and uh, I will say and that. The, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well,
0: I'm sorry. You finish. 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 What? Well,
1: and and I think it was because you know, it's it's transparent that we want to see Clark and Lana kissing and being in love and stuff but we don't want to commit to them actually being in love so the show creates you know different ways for these characters to get together but not have it stick um, yeah uh, and this is a this is a good one I
0: feels like a cheat yeah but the but, shows wanting to have its cake and to eat it too
1: yeah and I will say that John Glover really wanted to play Lachlan <laughs> but they did they, they They didn't want to go overboard on the whole doppelganger thing. They said actually – I didn't write this down, but they said something about how um, they wanted to do the doppelganger thing in the first episode – not in the first episode, first season. Like do some sort of flashback and have doppelgangers. But they wanted people to be more invested in the characters and the actors than they Uh would be. You know, so they waited off to like third season to do something like that.
0: Yeah, I can understand that because you know, talking about the episode "Nightmares of Buffy." Like, I think Joss realized that he did that episode too early.
1: Hmm. Like the
0: characters weren't established enough.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yes, it's kind of gimmicky. You have
0: well, I think it works. Uh, uh, at least Lana is wearing a wig, and she ha- she looks a little different, and yeah. they've they've put sideburns on Clark, and he looks a little different. I think if they could have changed Lionel's – if they could have changed um, Glover – what's his first name? John. John Glover. If they could have changed his look enough, like if he shaved yeah. or so, – you know, I think it could have worked, but – um what gets me is, even as Her Aunt Louise Everybody's in love with Lana <laughs> The whole town Is in love with Lana Yep. Every male
1: is, human
0: being is Jerala Jor-
1: is And Billy, Billy Tate we got Billy Tate Now it was good that they didn't have William B. Davis Play this young deputy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That would have been really Too
1: much Um uh, I just wanted to mention, you know, while we're talking about—the whole gimmicky thing. I mean, uh, it is kind of a gimmicky episode of Smallville, but also, uh, a, you know, a little bit of a history lesson. And I don't know—you can either buy it or—I mean, if you come into this season and like you're you're cool with the whole cave paintings and the fact that the ship is telling Clark that he's got this destiny. I mean, I just think that. It's not too much more to swallow that Well, the cave paintings had to come from somewhere and, Yeah and, you know, and I don't know Maybe, you know So, so Kryptonians have visited this Earth At least once before um, it's, Yeah,
0: it was It was brought up, mentioned before So we should have been Expecting it
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting that Earth is now, for Kryptonians At least for this episode A place where uh, a father can, sen- can uh, uh, send his son to sow his wild oats. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: that's what I was thinking. It was like r- Rumspringer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, Tijuana Earth. Go on down to Tijuana Earth, and uh... <laughs> but it was more like you. Had, he, he they sent them there to study human behavior. I think uh, so. But uh, yeah, this is gimmicky They they had the commercial saying it was Smallville 1961 And many people thought that that was actually the title of the episode But it's Relic, of course um, And this was the 50th episode of Smallville and So this is the 50th episode of Smallville that we've talked about, Steph uh, <laughs> So they had to do something big And I don't know And every 50 episodes, uh, they seem to pull that off So just as a tease, Um, but uh, I really – I I mean it's cool that Tom Welling and Kristen Crook are playing these two characters, uh, but I actually buy them as these characters. Like I see different people than Clark and Lana. I see –
0: Yeah, I do too. I'm really into it because I'm like, oh – they had sex, but Clark and Lana have not that we know of.
1: But you know. so it's kind of trippy seeing these characters, actors playing different roles and doing things older. that you want. That yeah, like I read somewhere that uh, Tom was playing Jarell as his age, his actual age, which I think was like twenty six at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Tom says, "I tried to portray a little more maturity in that character, not much understanding of the human race. Kristen and I were invested in establishing a relationship between the characters where you would hopefully see that they were destined to be together forever so that, I guess that's the other thing where it's like you know you watch this episode and you get this impression like, oh, no matter what, you know Clark and Lana are destined to be together, and you know you can either be like that's super cheesy." Or you can be like, all right, but I know he, Clark Kent is in love with Lois Lane in the future, so whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, and but, Kristen okay, said, so- oh, I just wanted to mention Kristen says something yeah. very weird here. Uh, she says, it was great to play Lana's aunt, who was such a bitch. It was so much fun. <laughs> Did you get a vibe that she was playing her bitchy? No. I, I didn't get that either. <laughs> Like,
0: I want to call her the town slut. (laughs) But
1: But she's not. She's like married, but like gets charmed by this. I mean, look at them. You know? How about them sleeves rolled up over them biceps?
0: (laughs) Oh. Now, the touching of the objects. Got a little old.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. The present day stuff was, was a little like, oh my god. Like, okay, this car's been in this barn for like <laughs> forty years. <laughs> but I guess they had to like somehow had get to back. have,
0: yes, some way of going back and forth.
1: It would have been time. weird if it was like just like Clark and Jonathan in the caves and like going, oh, there's a little more here. Let's look. Let's watch. It <laughs> look like the screen in front of them. Um, <laughs> I love these What do you call
0: like synopsis That people write on IMDb Yeah <laughs> It's like they're written by people who's, who's, That English is their Second or third language
1: <laughs> Some may say this Lange, podcast Is like that so.
0: Lana <laughs> yeah. Lang visits an ancient and sick man That has been in prison for more than 40 years An ancient and sick man What
1: <laughs> How about the soundtrack um, Now another Buffy staple Is I Only Have Eyes For You And that yeah. uh, that plays in this episode Shabop shabop uh, <laughs> I, I gotta mention that this song Also played in Lois and Clark And uh, it's the song that plays When Lois and Clark realize that they're attracted to each other According to trivia <laughs> mm. So there is All sorts of hotness between Joe and Louise <laughs> Um and I love that Like he has that flashback of them making love And comes out of it like Clark is like uh, Joe and Louise were in love <laughs> <laughs> Lana <clears throat> um, There's also uh, Earth Angel um, Which Is Probably most popularly known as The song that plays at, uh, back in Back to the Future <laughs> mm-hmm. um, But it also played in Superman 3 Um it plays uh, during Har- uh, Clark's High School Reunion Where uh, he dances with Lana Lang Who is of course oh. played by Annette O'Toole Oh Yep. So I think that's the only song I, it- that I wanted to talk about
0: Yeah I just thought it was weird We see L- Louise die And then we see a flashback of her alive When they're making out the car
1: Oh yeah and yeah
0: And they get pulled over and I'm like Okay, so we're pa- we're moving past that. We're we're looking at something else now. Yeah. And it's more of the sheriff,
1: the deputy. He's actually billed as both. Uh, during this episode, he like signs off as something on, as the deputy, but is also called the sheriff. So, who knows?
0: <laughs> well, I you know, I guess some time passes over the course of the flashbacks and yeah. like, he goes from sheriff to deputy. I mean, from deputy to
1: sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hope he doesn't get demoted.
1: <laughs> well, you know, um, and I love how this uh, episode ends almost like uh, a Christmas carol. <laughs> Where Clark plays like the ghost of Christmas past or oh, something. Oh,
0: yeah. That's a, okay. <laughs> so they recognize that Lana looks a lot like Louise. Uh, but they don't, they never saw the, tra- no, Bill did see the Traveler.
1: What? So, oh, oh, you're calling Janelle the traveler? This... Oh shit! Like the drifter? Yes, the traveler, yes, the drifter. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Edit. We okay, talk- no way.
1: So, Too much fun.
0: Okay. 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 So Ray says that it's just weird how they don't recognize. So how does? The mayor not
1: recognize that Clark looks like the
0: traveler. Uh, like the traveler, the drifter.
1: That yeah, the drifter. Yeah, that is probably one actually actual major goof. Like that uh the mayor has seen Clark before and not been like, What? <laughs> you know, and even in this episode he doesn't act like that at all. Um, yeah, that's it's it's uh you know, it's weird that uh he buys that at the at the end. He gets spooked out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, okay. And then Jarrell meets Hiram, and he's yes. like, man, this is such a stand up guy that I'm going to send my. Ch- the, it, like, it wasn't just happenstance that Clark was sent to this particular place. Right. To be raised by these stand up kind of
1: people. Well, spoilers. Uh, you, we eventually find out that Krypton exploded, and, and that you know, and that uh, Jarrell had to do something with his child. He wasn't going to let him die on the planet, so he probably thought to himself, "Well, we sent people on vac- on shore leave to uh, to Smallville <laughs> and to Earth, you know, to you on Earth.
0: Why Smallville?" Out of all the places in
1: the world It's, you know, if a meteor or anything is traveling at Earth It will, will, it's most likely headed to Kansas (laughs) (laughs) That's where they hit So, uh, yeah (laughs) Um, I don't know They, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much of Oh, there's some stuff of discussing this But, um I don't know, to me it makes sense Like, Joe was sent down there To analyze human behavior And then later His plane is blowing up and he's like Oh my gosh, where do I send my son? I know when I was on Earth I had more enhanced abilities, So my son will have to protect himself But I need someone You know, who's honorable And who will watch over him And uh, hire him and Jessica And uh, we find out that Jonathan Almost was named (laughs) Gene Uh, and uh I don't know, I like Jonathan thinking about his dad and stuff, you know. Who knows how his dad died. Um but or maybe we know, I'm not sure. Um So Al Go says about this episode it's the classic case of the adopted child looking for his birth parents, finding them, and realizing they're not nice people. But nothing Jarrell has done up to now has been bad. He said, Clark, come to me, and Clark panicked. He blew up the ship and ran away and then came back. You've got to look at what Jorel's done at this point and realize that it's malevolent but not outwardly evil. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And maybe the biggest goof of this episode the biggest one is that somewhere between nineteen sixty one and when Jorel became a spaceship voice in two thousand three or before, probably eighty nine, that's when he recorded his voice. <coughs> Uh, Jarrell all of a sudden has an English accent. <laughs> what Why do? who's
0: doing the voice now? Oh, oh,
1: no, Terrence Stamp.
0: Oh, Oh, Jor- <laughs> oh you're saying Jarrell was Joe and then now he's Terrence Stamp's voice. Yeah. Well maybe maybe Jarell sounds different on Krypton.
1: You know what? I'm just going to buy that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's the atmosphere
1: that causes accents, you know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, now let's talk about Lionel and his parents who Ah, died. They blew up in a tenement explosion.
1: Uh Uh-huh. While Lionel was uh, working.
0: Okay, Lionel says, when I was working at the... When I was working, when I was moonlighting, or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And so I was wondering: was that intentional? Was that was he about to say? Was he about to to uh, let something slip and then change his mind, or what?
1: Um, I think uh, I think there's more to be found out about this. So, I am afraid to say too much and honestly my memory is terrible. So
0: And also when we like first we heard that they died in a fire or something like that. Yeah. And then we found out like the apartment blew up. Yeah. Or
1: suicide however, slum, is that that's where they lived. Slum. <laughs> what, a, what a what a great name for a place.
0: So, after it was described how it exploded it sounded like, to me, it just reminded me of Clark blowing up the ship. So it made me think mm. that Joe, that Joe did it.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I think that was, that was years later. I mean, when Joe was on Earth, uh, Lionel was, or Lachlan was, uh, well, he was a youngish man. I don't think he was that young, but he was probably in his 30s.
0: Okay, so they died later.
1: Yeah, so when Lionel
0: was like a teenager.
1: Yeah, I love the line uh, Lionel is talking about uh, covering up the fact that he lived in suicide slum and he had these poor beginnings, and uh, you know, and and also the fact that his father was arrested for mugging. Um, Lionel says, "Why should I pay for the sins of my father?" And Lex says, huh, "Sounds familiar." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gosh yeah because such...
0: he wanted he wanted a better cocktail story cocktail party story uh-huh he didn't want to talk about his that his parents were poor he wanted people to think that he came from money mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, how about that scene where um Billy catches Joe and Louise parking and yeah. uh then he then he drives off and we have this whole scene where uh Joe Joe said his father sent him here as a lesson And he says he's from a place of Colors you've never seen, moons that fill The sky, sunsets that Last for hours and uh, He like picks her up and Suddenly she realizes that they're hovering far above the ground. I thought that scene was beautiful. But-
0: oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm a sucker of I'm a sucker for scenes where suddenly the two people realize that they're hovering above ground. I mean it's like a Buffy <laughs> and Superman thing I guess exclusively, but <laughs> uh, And it
0: was it was Clark flying without Clark. It's another yep. Another cheat that the show
1: <laughs> No flights No tights except when you know Tom Welling's playing somebody different or Uh perhaps uh Lost his mind or on Red K or Whatever
0: <laughs> having a dream yeah. Or, yeah
1: yeah yeah he's not Yeah Uh I think that's all I have Here Um I was I I do feel Bad we this is goodbye to William B Davis um And I have to say every single time Like he's on camera I'm just waiting for him to light up (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just see the cigarette smoking man Can't help it So uh, I love this episode So I'm sorry Ray If you didn't like it Thought it was super lame But uh, you're outvoted By my louder voice and you can't defend yourself on this podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like the show did a great job with their production design, with the costuming, except for Clark's pants, because they were very uh, well, they you know like pants. like nineteen nineties slouchy jeans. But yeah. other than that, you know, the hair and the the makeup and the uh, the costuming was really good, and the the cars and
1: mm-hmm. all right. We really got to get this episode wrapped up. Okay. So let's talk about Magnetic. This is the one where Lana feels drawn to Magneto Jr., feels drawn to Magneto Jr. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Zeigers from the Airbud movies playing young Magneto.
0: Okay, or this is the one where Clark is a stalker. <laughs> but for a good reason, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if. You know. If In Buffy High school was hell And You know Turning into a werewolf Is Stands for uh, Going through puberty Then This is the Very jealous Ex-boyfriend Slash
1: stalker (laughs) episode Yeah I mean They really do throw They throw Clark A little bit of a bone here On giving him Some sort of motivation To Stalk uh, Lana and Seth um, because she just said to him like, oh, I'm going to tell him that we're not, I don't know what happened with me. Um, but I'm going to tell him that I don't want to go on a date with him. And then all of a sudden she like walks out of work with him. So, you know, and when he starts seeing her, when he, when he starts seeing Seth, like using, uh, magnetic powers, it makes him wonder if the, you know, science you know, if you've got magnetic powers, you can obviously alter the the electrodes in your brain, and that right, that works. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but
0: Chloe's like, he's so cute, and Lana's <laughs> like, yeah, he's okay. Oh, he is cute. <laughs>
1: oh, I do he's have. Not,
0: a, he's not that cute. <laughs> uh,
1: I do have a little note here. Allison Mack says she's used to playing Chloe in mystery or intrigue mode. Uh, she, like a m- modern day Nancy Drew stuff, but she loves when Chloe's in a social setting, so the audience can see her as a teenager. She says she loves scenes with Lana because then she can be silly. <laughs> so I guess yeah, she
0: was very silly, and I think it was this episode. <laughs> and it's like they took they used the wrong take or something. <laughs> you know, she's like ah, like she. The way she laughs, like she laughed just a little bit too hard, That's her own jokes.
1: <laughs> this is a pretty uh, uh, brutal way for a person to. This is kind of like the 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 Reaper episode or whatever. Where was it? Was it Reaper? Mm-hmm. Where the guy like falls out of the window and gets kryptonite shoved into his skin? This guy yeah. gets a kryptonite snow globe smashed across his head yeah. and then fried in an MRI machine. <laughs> like, ouch! I kind
0: of I kind of like these episodes. I hated Re- Reaper.
1: Yeah. But
0: the I like when there's an explanation. Yeah. I don't like because the, all the other ones, it's almost like, oh well, today they their kryptonite decided to <laughs> to start acting like there needs to be a, a they
1: a, swam next to the kryptonite, so obviously it gave him powers. Nobody else that swam next to the kryptonite got powers, but yeah. Yeah. I want that snow globe though.
0: Oh, like, I know. Like, I, thought really, I thought it was really. I thought it was really nice. <laughs> but then uh, Lana and uh, Chloe were like This is this is uh, cruel and mean <laughs> yes. You know, dark
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh, Reminding
0: us of our worst day
1: uh, yeah. A day
0: that they don't want to remember And right. the town is like celebrating it By selling kitschy knickknacks about it
1: But Chloe is back in mystery and intrigue mode uh, And ends up striking an alliance with Lex At the end of this episode What'd you think about that?
0: Yeah, Probably well, cool. you know, I like I like those two actors together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cause cause she's scared.
1: Yeah, she was trying he's, to find some dirt on, on Lionel so she could blackmail him because he's yeah yeah.
0: But Lionel is the kind of person. He's so powerful that you you have no power against him. Yep. And so uh, Lex would be the only thing
1: Yeah uh, I love the whole thing where um, Like she's telling Lex She's like oh uh, there's no reason why I'm Looking at your father's records And Lex is just like you need to work with me Yada yada And he's like you know what come with me And then he just brings her to the morgue <laughs> Like here is a dead body This is a person that was spying on my dad But now he is dead <laughs> So, um, so yeah, there is a little bit of a not a cliffhanger, but you know, part of the um, the main story. Um, <laughs> Chloe found a file on Morgan Edge and said that this oh, was yeah.
0: a, his closest childhood closest, friend.
1: Closest childhood friend. <laughs> Chloe also um, gets to have her once-a-season kiss in this episode. Too. Oh yeah, uh huh. And the doctor's like, yo, this isn't of Anatomy Get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chloe,
0: Chloe is good at thinking on her feet
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I love, I love this I love where, you know, Jonathan and Martha are telling Clark why he shouldn't be jealous yeah. And he's, I'm not jealous Okay, maybe just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah That cracked me
1: up. Uh, But, this is another classic case of here's a person that is honest with Lana. (gasps) Yes. But is also evil.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, on on one hand, he's honest. At least he's honest. At least he's honest. (laughs) Clark is saying it's a lot lot more than we can say about you, Clark.
1: Uh huh. Gotta say, um,. That the music supervisor was kind of a dick in this episode. Um, because, let, let's see, which. Ah, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, when Lana and Clark are talking in the Talon and uh, she's like getting ready to go after Seth or whatever, the song uh, that's playing is uh, Michelle Featherstone's Over You. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's not not very dickish. It's kind of like thematic, but uh, I think my favorite part was um, uh, Lana robs the register, and uh, as she's doing that, Lex apparates in front of her, like out of nowhere. Yeah, way. It
0: was, I know. Hi. Like, who called him? Did <laughs> somebody? It, it was almost like somebody was gonna. Somebody had to have. Called him to to tell him that Lana Was acting weird
1: (laughs) And then she tells Lex to have a nice life Jumps into uh, Seth's car And the song that's blaring is Stupid girl (laughs) Which I was like well that's kind of a dickish thing To play (laughs) Like yeah she's being dumb but she's under the influence
0: Uh... Yeah it was a Bonnie and Clyde thing Well which Pete Hung a lampshade on it (laughs) That they were acting like Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Clyde Did you like that the jail cell, the jail cell has red and yellow walls and blue bars? No. <laughs> that was the the but, person that decorated the talent came in there and decorated the jail cell
0: and decorated the hospital
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh yeah, and Lana asked for her job back at the end and I'm like, isn't she part owner? Like you can't just fire your co-owner. <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah, I know. I was like, why does I mean, Lex does not have total con- 100% control of everything.
1: Right.
0: He's not the boss of everybody.
1: I thought this but, island gave another F you to the Beanery. I think they used this shot before, but it, it makes me chuckle what it, they put a sign up says, Smallville's best cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> like F you That's Beanery.
0: Oh, I like the uh that Clark melted the road. He melted the uh, asphalt, and they got stuck. Cool. And then Seth just just uh, stuck to the side of the tanker driving by.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then, then when they arrested Lana when she was in the jail cell, you thought that oh well he's gone and his effects have wore off and she's you know feels bad about what she did. Nope, that was nope. just a it was a, a, a ploy. She told Clark. That he had gone to Grand City or Grand Grandville, Ville. Grandville, yes, yeah. the opposite of Smallville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bigger one. <laughs> Not like, quite Metropolis, but I like in the final fight though. Uh, it's as if that. It's as if Clark's just kind of humoring Seth. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead and shoot me." <laughs> um, and. Uh, Clark does this like I don't know like Heisenberg thing where um like he makes uh Seth attracted to the cart and then he zaps it with a power line and somehow that like puts Seth in a coma. So I, just, yeah. I don't I don't know how that worked but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so uh Algo said this was a uh, said that this episode might feel like a throwback, but this was one of the highest-rated episodes of the season because it deals with a specific teen issue. What if you're attracted to the wrong person and it starts to change you? And he said that this is one the fans didn't like, but it was high-rated. And the reason for that is he says he has to keep a balance between the episodes the fans like and the ones that cater to the teen audience of the WB. He says when you get too <sighs> mythology-heavy, the audience goes away. This is
0: this is the the nerd... Curse, <laughs> yeah. The nerd curse is you love a television show, and then you get the populace behind the show too, and so yeah. the show gets gets picked up. It sticks around, but they have to cater to those to those to the base audience, even though you're the nerd that loves it in your heart yeah. and soul.
1: And like, honestly, give me forty five minutes on Krypton, <laughs> I'll be so happy, but nobody would tune in for it. <laughs> like- <laughs> Uh, yeah, he said secret lab episodes are not relatable. one's dealing with Luther Corp secret labs. He says if the concept is clear from the trailer, more people tune in, <laughs> which I guess helps i
0: mean say that's, that's why these standalone episodes are so popular that uh-huh. peop that normal people like standalone episodes huh and we don't we won't give us our mythology, give us our uh our overarching storyline Yeah that Normal people want to see the standalones
1: Right And you know, I'm I'm probably one of those people You know, I didn't tune in until like season 5 or 6 And what got me to tune in is that I heard that there was going to be a big Superman villain that shows up And uh, uh, that's what got me to tune in That's what got me to uh, catch up with the entire show um, What You know, but I guess it's also because I like Superman, <laughs> so I knew that villain. Maybe, maybe if I was like, "Oh, this teen is a like has magnet powers and it makes the the girl that's supposed to love Superman fall in love with him." Like, I don't know. Probably not. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we done talking about this episode? I think so. All right. Best needle drops at the fair. We have a musical guest, Josh Kelly, playing his song "Amazing." And
0: oh, I was wondering what that was
1: I thought it may song. have been a, a band Like I said, Michelle Featherstone, Over You Cold's episode uh, Cold's uh, song, Stupid Girl And of course uh, Pink's single, Trouble
0: Oh, Trouble
1: yeah. No, na na, na, yep.
0: na, na, na na. Keep singing it Yeah, that's all I know Uh, like that? uh Yeah, th- being at the uh, The fair, that was That was a great location Yeah, wasn't it? it looked really good Mm-hmm
1: Yep, uh, I can see
0: why teenagers would like that episode of the week. Oh God, I don't know.
1: As much as I'd like to defend Relic, it is a close second to Perry. I I love Perry. Well, Perry made me feel. So I good.
0: guess. I guess I'll say Slumber, even though Slumber wasn't one hundred percent perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't care about the uncle.
1: Right. Right. You <laughs> know, even talk I didn't about care him.
0: about all that. Yeah, yeah we didn't. Whatever. I didn't care about Lana being <laughs> in danger. Who cares?
1: Yeah, of you know? course. Like all that kickboxing ability, all of a sudden she like gets turned around and injected immediately.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So I I really like Slumber because of the premise and Perry was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Relic it was very audacious. You know they swung for the fences. Yeah. Uh, and
1: it's your episode magnetic
0: 50. magnetic was. Uh, I mean, you know, there was some good stuff in there, but Yeah You know, a lot of good stuff with With Lex and uh, Chloe How, like, she's not gonna tell him And then she comes back and she's like, okay I'll tell you everything
1: (laughs) Alright, so So what is your episode of the week? You said Slumber again? (laughs) I
0: don't know Yeah, Slumber
1: (laughs) Next week on We Don't Wanna Wait We're gonna be talking about four more episodes Shattered Asylum, whisper, and delete. And here are your teases. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. Oh my god!
0: I'm so excited. Oh my god!
1: (sighs) All right. Someone returns from the dead.
0: Oh God! Is it that kid?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not another Ryan episode. (laughs) Uh, all right. Someone is completely betrayed. <gasps> uh, <laughs> you want to take a guess on any so- any someone's? Clark. I, I, I had a hard time trying not to like outline any of these plots.
0: Clark betrays Chloe.
1: Okay. Someone is injured And dates a CW star (laughs) Okay
0: They're they're injured and they date a CW star? Yep Do they get injured because they date a CW star? Is the CW star like the guest star Or is he a real CW
1: star? (laughs) He doesn't play a CW star on the episode Because CW is not a thing yet But uh, yeah Uh, A
0: big CW star comes and And somebody dates him and gets injured
1: No, it's more like somebody is injured and ends up dating a CW star. Anyway, next tease, some memorable bad guys return. Oh, God, is it the people with
0: with the tattoos?
1: (laughs) Memorable. (laughs) (laughs) Those
0: are the first ones that popped in my head.
1: Wow, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, uh, Clark develops a new superpower. And it's not telescopic vision Because he apparently already has that (laughs) Okay Uh, Did you want to I have no idea I don't know what Clark's (laughs) Okay okay. The most unlikely people Try to kill Chloe (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jonathan and Martha
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay (laughs) Finally we get to see The apartment above the talon Who moves into the apartment above the talent?
0: (sighs) This is so exciting. I bet, Lana.
1: (gasps) Can you imagine the production design in that apartment?
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) It's like a a Lisa Frank notebook.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My final tease for you is Evangeline Lilly makes her fifth and final appearance on Smallville. In the background (laughs) of one little shot
0: Does she like skateboard by
1: or (laughs) something? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much
0: (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see who moves into the apartment above the talent so excited
1: You are going to be very excited, I think Um, And I hope the rest of you do And uh, we should mention We do often mention discussions in, in, in a group If you look up We Don't Want to Wait and Facebook, um, join our group and discuss episodes with us. And, uh, if lunch, you're going to tell me an awesome episode is lame, then I'm going to have to refuse your membership and <laughs> Ray, you're on notice. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> of course, everybody, you
1: said Ryan is lame. So, uh, you're on notice too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, see you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.